11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Sunday, April 29th. Second round of the playoffs I began. Ken and Hal here. What up, Hal? How much, dude? How are you? I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm, uh, this is kind of like my Jordan flu game. Pretty hungover right now, but I'm going to try to bring some energy and some analysis to all of our listeners out there. You're a warrior, dude. Not all heroes wear capes, yeah. man. You know what I mean? What, um, too many vodka waters last night, Yeah, man. dude. Way too many vodka waters. And then DJ Zumi kept ordering me beer, and I'm like, dude, I don't want beer. I'm just I'm trying to hydrate. It was just... It was wild. Um... Yeah, so we got a packed, we got a packed show. So let's just jump right into it. NHL in the news. Okay, NHL in the news. Here we go. Uh, we have a couple things before we kind of get into the second round playoff matchup. So, first thing, the mayor of Las Vegas had banned the color teal in Vegas during the uh, Golden Knight series. What do you have on this? Kind of a power move. I don't. I can't tell if I can get behind it or not. The more and more this is happening, I'm realizing that Vegas isn't a traditional hockey market. This is something that we've never seen before, and I, I feel like I'm kind of about it. Like, what, what do you have on it? Yeah, so I was about to come on here and say it's kind of a weird move, but the mayor of Las Vegas definitely plows. <laughs> yeah. um, and while I was thinking that thought, I looked it up. The mayor of Las Vegas is actually Carolyn Goodman. Oh. Uh, not to be confused with John Goodman, but I pulled up the picture. She's a 79-year-old. Uh, female who's wearing some pretty sick like Louis Vuitton sunglasses and has her hair blown out. Okay. So Carolyn, she definitely still plows, so that's still in play. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. Like I hate Las Vegas and I hate everything about them, and we're going to get into that later. Uh, but as a hockey fan, I think it's so key that I think we found another city that's going to have a sustainable market. Like I, For sure. I thought, I thought it was just going to be a tourist destination. It seems like the locals, which like, I always forget there are locals there, Like it seems like they've seriously grasped onto it. I don't know if it's going to change when they get another pro team, but hockey in the desert actually working, like sign me up. Yeah, here's the thing, man. Like You're right. I kind of forget that local people live there too. But now that you remember it, are you really that shocked that a bunch of local Las Vegas people love a hockey team? Because I'm not at all. Like That makes so much sense. Like Those are the type of people that you want in your arena, right? Yeah. Um, and plus, you can like gamble at the game and shit. Hell yeah! And I think, I think all the other major sports are probably shaking in their pants because I feel like if another one goes in there or whatever, like they'll do well. But I kind of have this feeling, no matter what, like hockey's going to be the sport in Vegas. I think so. This is going to be a shout out to the NHL, which we awfully we often. don't do often. I don't yeah. know what the fuck I was going with that, but we don't do it often. But. It seems, looking back now, like it was a no-brainer to put a sports team in Las Vegas. I think every fan base was scared that it was going to be like the Wild West and players going to be killing each other and shit. Like they're, at, like, they're pro athletes. Like, everything's okay. Like, nothing really went wrong for the NHL. So, the NHL being the first market in there, it's like a plus one for uh, the big dogs. Big plus one, too. Like, 
I think the only thing I'm kind of worried about now is I hope they just don't get trigger happy and just start having expansion teams every like two years. Yeah, I mean, I I think about that too. Like, how many teams can we really have? I hope when I'm like 30 years old, there's not 40 teams in the league. Like, that's gonna be a lot to handle. Yeah. I hope they add one more team, and then after that one more team, it's gonna have to be like a relocation. Like, franchise is gonna have to shut down. You have to move cities. Like, I think I think one more team brings us to 32, and I think 32 is the perfect number to stop there. 16 in each, done. Yeah, I'm okay with that. 30, 32, I want to be that mad about. It's just. I don't know. I think instead of like expansion wise, I think that they're just gonna end up moving some like shitty franchises. Place like Arizona, I don't think will be there anymore. Uh, Carolina, I don't think Carolina will be there anymore. And I think they're just gonna take those and put them in other types of places like Vegas and just watch it, watch it uh, fly. But all right, so we're we're both in on this. We both like this. Yeah, dude. I go Vic, go Knights for a second. Whoa. All right. Uh, Second NHL in the news. I don't know anything about this, but the base god uh, gave the San Jose Sharks his blessing. I don't. Again, I don't know anything about it. So if you want to talk about it, like do your thing. No, dude. I mean, you know about it as much as I do. I know a little more on the base god, big hyphy guy. I wasn't really a hyphy guy, but like I saw a couple mixtapes back in the day. Datpiff.com. Uh, I wonder. Yeah, how many, I wonder how many people listening to this podcast right now know what hyphy means. I, I mean, I bet you a lot of people listening to this podcast have definitely heard Eat That Wonton Soup, uh, Alan DeGeneres, you know, just songs of our generation. So, please God, right up there with the Beatles, really a mind of his own. Um, going going off that, dude, I mean, the base God, he has, he's cursed a lot of teams in the NBA. Uh, he's cursed personal players. I think Durant had one for a while. I mean, Durant's life kind of sucks. He still wins championships. So I'd say there's a curse there. I I mean, I'm all for it, dude. I think it's pretty cool that uh, the Sharks the sharks have the base god behind them. Uh, never really saw that one coming. Kind of Bay Coast sports love. The other thing I will add to that, um, I mean, it's just another thing against Vegas, really, is what it comes down to for me. So if Vegas has a curse going against them, I'm all for it. <laughs> all right, base god. I was going to talk about Alex Ovechkin joining this fucking club, but... Yeah, say it. Well, say it. Don't spread it. What's All up? right. So Alex can joined a rare club of players uh, with 50-plus career playoff goals, but no Stanley Cup ring. These players, Daniel Alfredson, Jeremy Roenick, Danny Briere, Steve Thomas, Cam Neely, Brian Propp. I have no idea who that is. Patrick Marlowe and, and uh, Dino Cicerelli, man. That one hurts. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, congratulations to him. It's a pretty great club full of losers. Um I mean, they're not all losers. Like Cicerelli, what a legend. I obviously like Cam Neely. I'm really pumped up. He's going crazy in the press box these last few games. But, I mean, that's just a funny list, dude, because you think about, like, Alfredson, his career. He was loyal to Ottawa until the very end. Then he went to Detroit for no reason. Jeremy Roenick just crying all the time. I just – I think it would be funny, like, 10 years from now if Alex Ovechkin's just, like, retired. He didn't win a cup. And he's at the bar just crying with Jeremy Roenick talking about how they never won one. <laughs> I wonder if they have like I wonder if they have like club meetings about it. Yeah, yeah, dude. Jeremy Roenick definitely has a group text with these guys like all the time. Yeah, right. And he's the only one who texted it. Like, happy Tuesday, guys. Uh, how's everybody doing? Just everybody just doesn't respond to like, Still no cup here. Yeah, Jr. Leave me alone. Um. All right. Last one before we get into the playoff uh, playoff series. The NHL lottery. The draft results are up. Uh, one through fifteen as followed. Uh, Sabres, Hurricanes, Canadians, Senators, Coyotes, Red Wings, Canucks, Blackhawks, Rangers, 
Oilers, Islanders, Islanders, Stars, Flyers, Panthers. So, uh, I can't wait to watch the Buffalo Sabres fuck this up. Like, they're going to get Rasmus Dahlin, this kid's going to suck now, or they're not going to pick him, and he's going to be, like, I don't know. It's it, Buffalo always manages to screw it up. A couple of things I like to take away from it, the Rangers got fucked. I think if the NHL really, really wanted to fix their league, they would put New York and give them the best player. New York's a great market. Um... What else? I love the fact that the Islanders have back-to-back picks, and they're both after the Rangers. I think that's pretty funny. Um, Carolina getting the second pick, that's pretty good because they have a pretty solid team as it is. Just one more stud on the team. Who knows? Montreal Canadiens, whoever they pick third, I don't think that whoever they pick is going to suck. Um, same with the Senators. I, I mean, same with the Coyotes. I just... You know, I thought this was a deep draft until I saw who's picking in the top however many, and now I just think everybody's going to suck. Yeah, I don't even know how deep this draft is. I haven't been following it enough, I guess, to really comment on that. Uh, As a Bruins fan, uh, in the top six picks, four are in our division, ten are in our conference out of the top 15. I was pretty worried. I was kind of rattled last night. It's like, oh, God, the Sabres are getting gone. And then I took a step back, and I was like, you know what? Like, they'll buff out in Buffalo. Like, they'll figure it out how to blow it, like – don't stress too much about Dolan going to Sabres. Like, it'll all be okay uh, in that respect. Have we talked about the Ryan O'Reilly stuff at all? Uh, I don't really remember if we – I mean, we we should have. The Ryan O'Reilly stuff, the thing that he, like, said that <laughs> during the year he just lost, like, the, uh, the will to, like, want to play hockey. Dude, I – yeah, so Ryan O'Reilly, I hate that guy. Uh, I used to actually like him. I I really despise him at this point. Like, cool dude, you don't wear a visor, but you win the Lady Bing. I don't know what that's about. One, yeah. two, you like held out for more money and got traded to the Sabers. Like, you wanted out. Like, you could have still been in Colorado, like on a playoff team. Like, that's on you. You wanted more money, pal. And the only person that's going to spend that much money on you was good old Buffalo. So guess what? That's what shit you're stuck in. Like. I don't feel sorry for you, Ryan O'Reilly. Like yeah. you're supposed to be one of the guys on that team. Is supposed to be getting the young guys up and getting them going. You're not supposed to be in the corner being like, "Oh God." Yeah, I wish I could go play my guitar right now. I wish I could go crash into a Tim Hortons. Yeah. Like I, I don't know, dude. So Sabers, they can get lost, uh, dude. Yeah, that's Carolina such a rough is. look. That's such a rough look for a franchise with like one of like your your leaders, one of the guys that you pay the most money to. Pretty much just tells everybody like. Yeah, when I play in Buffalo, I don't really even want to play hockey anymore. Can you imagine, like, Jack Eichel reading that on his phone? He's probably like, oh, shit. Right, yeah, yeah. probably at the barbershop getting a sick, like, faded mohawk. Like, oh, god damn it, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, dude. Eichel does do the stupidest haircuts. I mean, it's not his fault that he has curly hair, but I don't know. Just maybe shave your head or some shit. Uh, other than that, dude, you're right. Like, the Canadians and Ottawa Senators, I was like, oh, man, that's scary. Uh, it doesn't actually really concern me that much anymore now that I think about it. <sighs> yeah, dude. I mean, the Rangers pick nine. I know you're not super pumped about that, but I would be happy with that. You have three first-round picks. Uh, I'd be pretty pumped up going on that. Chicago in the top ten, that would be nice. Ooh, and of course, the Oilers picking tenth. I think they're supposed to be like top five. So a little hockey got justice there. Uh, Peter Trelli just sprinkling his magic potion all over the squad. Yeah, they showed they showed like a video of him when when the, it was Edmonton tenth, and I've never seen a guy look more defeated in my life. And I'm getting fired. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's not even his fault, but it's the point. Like he was probably, you know, he woke up that morning. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go get Dolan. We're gonna get this first overall pick, and 
that's just brutal for that fan base. But I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. A lot of yeah, dude, a lot of just shitty teams there. But I mean, that's why they're at that spot. Dude, I, th- I feel like Oilers fans are probably all right with this because they really haven't done that well picking that high before, right? I mean, Connor McDavid's sick. Taylor Hall was cool, but you traded him. Uh, who's didn't they just p- draft like a Finnish kid not long ago? Like, is it Pool Yarvi or some shit like that? Like, Jordan Everly. Uh, I mean, now you don't have to worry about getting some guy who everybody thinks is gonna be sick and isn't gonna actually be that good. Yeah, maybe you can get like some defenseman who's like supposed to be very solid, but he probably will never be a superstar. Maybe he turns out that way. You can get a great defenseman, like ten through twenty. There's always guys that end up being franchise D going ten through twenty. So, I mean, I would definitely. I wouldn't be that bummed if I was Edmonton. Maybe just a change of scenery, you're right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I think that's kind of what, all we have for that. We'll hop right into the playoffs now. Um, Sharks and Knights, Western Conference battle. Series tied up 1-1 right now. The Knights won the first game 7 nothing. Should have won the second game, but it was called back on a goaltender interference. I, I pause you? Yeah. I think I think because we never made our official predictions, even though you wrote a blog, I think before we start talking about the series, we just got to rattle it right off. Oh, we should just do our predictions, all of them, right now. I mean, what do you what do you think? Do you think I'm just no? That's fine. Here? That's fine. Sharks and Knights. I have the Knights and six. I'm going Sharks and six. Oh, this doesn't make this doesn't make that much sense. We're doing a change on the fly on the podcast. Go back to what you're doing, and then we can talk about the series in the end. Yeah, quit telling me how to do my job, dude. <laughs> So it's it's tied one one now. Uh, the goalie interference last night hated that shit. I'm kind of a Knights guy now, uh, kind of. Uh, yeah, so it's one one heading back to uh, San Jose. Couture scored. We love that guy. Um, another thing to take away from this: Evander Kane lost his shit in game one and cross checked somebody in the face. Got suspended a game. Not really all that surprised. So, uh, yep, I have Knights in six. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, it's a good for Evander Kane getting that out of the system. It's a weird move because it's super selfish and it's really dumb. But, I don't know, maybe if a guy cross-checks another guy in the face when you're down 7 nothing, like, you feel a little bit better about the series. You got that going for you, at least. Like, kind of, in a weird way, I, I don't hate the move. I wish he maybe just, like, fought the guy instead, but... Whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, anybody who has any issues with that goaltender interference is dumb. Um, I, I think, although it's kind of soft, like that's just what the league is. That's what the call is now. If you basically bump the goalie on your own will, then you're going to get called for it. So can't really cry about that. I got Sharks in six. Uh, I think the Sharks are the better team. Uh, more top-end talent, which I know doesn't really matter when you're playing the Knights. But I, I just think I just think that looking at like Couture, the way he played, they have a bunch of guys that have been to a Stanley Cup final before. They seem pretty calm even when they lost seven nothing. They come back and kind of play a good game on the road like that. I think sends a positive message. I think if they lost that second game, I'd be highly questioning my pick. But I think it's going to be a better series. I think I think it could go seven. Um, but I think it's the night's time to fucking call quiz. All right, man. Well, I can't wait for the Knights to win, and then we'll do this all again in two weeks from now. Um, moving on. Predators versus my Winnipeg Jets. Jets are up one nothing right now, but they kind of got dominated. Uh, Helen Buck had to make 47 saves. I think that they only had like 18 shots, but they ended up winning the game uh, 4-1. Shifley had a couple goals. I mean, 
That's what happens when I start wearing white. If I was a Winnipeg Jets fan, I'd be pretty pumped that I'm on board now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah, J- Jets in six. So you're just wearing your white T-shirts all around town. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think So I think the Preds are still going to win this series. I know they played tonight, so it's either going to be 2-0 or 1-1. Uh, I, I still think that that defense is too strong. I understand what happened. It was more of a rope-a-dope situation in game one. Uh, I, I saw a bunch of like pressers from like P.K. Subban and a couple other players that were talking about how they felt like they were getting a lot of pucks on that and they were playing one of their best games of the year and the Jets were just capitalizing. Obviously, the Jets have the guys to capitalize. Um, Shifley, Line, Ehlers. I mean, they're, they can all score goals. Blake Wheeler, I could go down the list. So they obviously have guys that can capitalize on like odd man rushes and win on 18 shots a game. But if they're going to get dominated that much, I don't see them pulling through. Like, I think they need to have a better performance. I get that you're on the road in game one, and Nashville has country singers, and, like, they all like to chant and shit, and I guess it's pretty cool. Um, but I just – I don't see – I don't see you being able to win a series if you play like that. And I, I think – I don't think they play terribly. I just think the Predators are a better team. I know you – I so I know that you think the Jets are going to win this series and that you've hopped on the Jets bandwagon. Yeah. But if you look at the two rosters, do you not agree with me that like, just looking at it from a standpoint of a roster that the Predators have a better team? No, I like the Jets, man. I'm actually I'm Jets in four. Change it up I, a little bit. Jets in four. I honestly, I don't know what to say to that. I mean, I believe. I think that's what it comes down to. All right, well, I'm going to make an update to my pick. I'm going present five. Okay. All right. All right. Quick series. This this series is probably going to go seven games and have, like, fucking four overtimes. Yeah, going to, like, triple overtime in game seven will be both people pay off, but fuck. Uh, I think potentially has the best... uh, Yeah. best, Best possibility to, like, being, like, the, I guess, the most fun series to watch. Yeah, I think... Wow. Yeah, I think the thing is, though, I think on paper they're the best two teams playing each other. Like, it's probably the best matchup. But I can kind of get up for all of these series in their own ways. Uh, although I always find myself, whenever the Capitals or Penguins are in a series, I always find myself hate-watching it. Um, great matchup, though. But I would agree with that. It's probably the best series. All right, so those are our first two. Now we're going to head over to the Eastern Conference. Uh, we're going to start with Caps-Pens. Um Penguins won game one. As we're recording this, it's 3-1 Washington with three minutes left to go in the second period. All right, so the takeaways. Let's see here. Um, Malkin's out in this game right now. Uh, Hornquist, Crosby, and Gensel scored in like a five-minute span to uh, to take game one away from Washington. I thought there was a really, really funny thing of like Ovechkin scoring, and there was a picture of like a Penguins fan smiling because they're like, yeah, it doesn't matter because like, we're just going to beat you anyway. Um I don't know. Uh, a couple, yeah. Again, Malkin's out. I just saw Brian Dublin get his brain scrambled by Tom Wilson. Shocking. Um, I have what did I have? I have pens in five. I, I mean, th- this is the same thing every year. What round are we in? We're in the second round. The Capitals are playing the Penguins. We all know what's going to happen. Let's not pretend like we don't. <sighs> yeah. Uh, what's the score right now? Three-one Washington. All right. This is a. This is a tough series for me. I think the Pens, like, without Malkin, they suffer a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's pretty – I mean, it goes without saying. He's such an unbelievable player. But not to have Malkin in that lineup kind of differs everything up. Uh, Brian – or not Brian Dublin. Jake Gensel is speaking another random guy. Like, Jake Gensel 
is a very good hockey player, and it kind of blows my mind because he's such a twig uh, from Omaha, Nebraska, which kind of makes him a wild card. Uh, but, I mean, he's putting up points. This is his second year. Last year, he's almost a point per game. I think he has, like, seven goals in the first seven games of the fucking playoffs. So, if Jake Gensel is scoring that much as a secondary guy, that's huge. I mean, I know he plays on a top line, but the one thing I'll say, and I'll get to Tom Wilson in a second, is that the Capitals are, like, such an enigma to me. Like, I don't think their roster is good in any way. Like, Nick Backstrom, people always talk about Ovechkin struggles in the playoffs. Like, when are we going to start pointing the finger at Nick Backstrom? I'm sure he's probably playing well, as I said that. But I I, I want to pick the Capitals so bad to win this series, but I have absolutely nothing to back it up. So I'm going to go Pens and Six. Um, golf clap, though. It is a golf clap to uh, Tom Wilson for waiting this long. Took him two series to get a headshot in. You know, he's just been waiting for it. Do you think he feels relief when he finally gets it out of the way? He's like, all right, it's like game two and we're up. Like, I finally got my head shot in. Yeah, dude, it's like when you go somewhere for like a week and like you can't crank it. And then when you get home, you're finally able to. And it's like, this was great. That's exactly what Tom Wilson just experienced. <laughs> he, he, he's something else. I mean, do you, do you think that's going to get games? Like, if you had to call suspension? I don't know. I, I This one, I think, uh, I, I actually think this one may be a little bit accidental. But it's it's still just like... The world knows if there's a headshot, accidental or on purpose, it's going to be thrown by Tom Wilson. Right. So, I mean, that kind of makes it seem like he'll probably get a game. If you think about, like, the Drew Doughty hit, I feel like it kind of looks okay. Yeah. along those lines. I'll go I'll go one game for good Tommy Wilson. What's your prediction? Uh, I hope none because I would love to see Twitter burn. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun if Tom Wilson just went on a rampage and he gets zero games for the rest of the playoffs. That'd be like kind of a treat. That'd be a roller coaster ride. Yeah, I don't know. Also, like, I'm just I'm pretty pumped. I just I just want Washington to lose. I don't really want to see Braden Holtby anymore. His like pregame like eye thing that he does really creeps me out. They love to show it. Um, yeah, these are two goalies that are good, but like, are they that good? Like you said that about Matt Murray. Um, you said you asked me before. You said you like think Matt Murray's good, and I said he won a cup or like two cups. But like, is Matt Murray that good? Like, when you play the Pittsburgh Penguins, you say, "Oh no, Matt Murray might be on his game tonight." Like, I know he's had some big games in the playoffs, but I never—he's not one of those goalies that when my team plays them, I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like, we need to just like throw everything on that and hope something works out. Right, dude. Like, as a Rangers fan. There's been so many times where I'm like, I really hope Henrik's on tonight over anybody else. Like, if it's like, would you rather have Henrik Lundqvist be on or Rick Nash be on? I'd be like, Henrik Lundqvist. But when you're talking about the Penguins, would you rather have Ryan, no, it's not Ryan, Matt Murray or Sidney Crosby on? You're going to want Sidney Crosby on. You're going to want Evgeny Malkin on. Like, I feel like he just doesn't really matter. Right. Right. Yeah. He's like the most irrelevant starting goalie on a great team. And. I mean, maybe this is what people used to say about Grant Fierro when he was on the Oilers or some shit. I don't know. I wasn't around in those days. But it just seems like Matt Murray, like, ah, Matt Murray. Oh, I think he's due to get lit up. Like, I can't wait. I think if the Penguins go down to series, it's going to be going to be because Matt Murray uh, gets lit up. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, like, Marc-Andre Fleury's sick. Like, what are we yeah. doing? And we're going to go through that, and that's going to be a treat. Yeah, can't wait for that. All right, uh, last series. Do we do we have our things? I have pens and five. Who do you have? Yeah, I guess I'm going pens and six. Although I think the Capitals will probably actually pull it out on me. All right. Um, last one. Bruins Lightning. Well, first off, your Bruins beat the Maple Leafs. How'd you feel about that? 
I felt great, dude. I felt, I felt really good. I mean, going down into the third period at Game 7 is a shitty situation, but, I mean, they dominated the third period. Uh, Jake Gardner, I feel for that guy. Yeah. I, Jake Gardner, minus five in Game 7 so tough. Like, I don't... I don't know. I feel like he needs to get out of town and like fast because Maple Leafs fans will never forget that. Um, it, it was good, dude. I mean, Toronto played well. I was really happy with the outcome. Um, if I transition into the next series, I like the Bruins matchup against the Leafs or the Lightning a lot better than I did against the Leafs. The Leafs scared me more, not because they're the better team, because they're definitely not, but they just have that like we'll just burn a couple quick goals on you any second. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I have uh, the Lightning in six. I have the Lightning in six for a couple of reasons. Um, one, it, the the earlier Boston gets eliminated from the playoffs, the better it is for the Rangers because of your first-round pick. And secondly, if the Lightning win the Stanley Cup, we get the Lightning's first-round pick next year. So I really need both of those things to happen for me. Uh, if, if I was actually picking strictly off of hockey, I'd probably pick the Bruins. But I, I, need, I need something good to happen to me right now. So... Um, I don't know. I thought I thought Boston looked great in Game One. Like they they played Boston Bruins type hockey. That was the best I think I've seen the Bruins play this playoffs. Do you agree or no? Ah, yeah. I mean, we we had our moments. I thought Tuca looked really good, which was huge for me. And then I I thought we probably played one of our best games of the playoffs. Absolutely. I think we had a pretty tough second period. But I mean, you're on the road in Tampa, and they're a great team. Like you're going to expect some pushback. Yeah. Is this is this statistic real life? David Pasternak has seventeen points in eight games. Yeah, so Pasternak has seventeen points in eight games. We're like one game into the second round. The dude's close to twenty points for the playoffs. So that's insane, dude. That's one of my big takeaways from Game One. Is it was the Stamkos line versus the Bergeron line, and the Bergeron line looked infinitely better than that first line. Um, I, I've always thought that like Kucherov, Stamkos, like it's one of the best lines in hockey. JT Miller. Uh, they couldn't skate with the Bergeron line. Like, Bergeron line shut them down defensively. And they each, like, Pasternak had, like, four assists last night. Like, Bergeron had a goal and two assists. I think Marshawn had a goal and two assists. Like, you can't let that happen if you're going to beat the Bruins. And I thought the Leafs did a pretty good job at times in that series when they won games is they shut down line one. But that was a rough matchup and a rough look for the Lightning's first line. Um, Rick Nash, dude. Rick Nash with two goals. Um, I don't like Rick Nash. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm really pumped that Rick Nash is on the team. Like he took so many, he took a really stupid penalty in Game Seven against the Leafs. Uh, he always has this dumb look upon his face. But when the playoffs started, um, we talked about it, and I said that in order for the Bruins to be super successful, and this was kind of a stretch, I said that Rick Nash needs to have a point every other game. Right now, he has four points in eight games. That's all I ask out of him. I don't ask much from you, Rick. Just give me a couple points every now and then. You can you can throw. He like has the worst wrist shot at times that I've ever seen. Like he'll have a sick rush, and then he literally just skips the puck on five hole, and it gets pushed to the corner, and the other team transitions. Blows my mind there. Uh, I love when Rick Nash drives wide and just keeps driving wide into the corner. That's one of my favorite. Yeah. Jake DeBrusque is line mate. Has been sick. Like I'm super pumped about Jake DeBrusque. Um, if I was a prospect of like if I had prospects for my team that I was down upon, I'd say so. Jake, the year Jake DeBrusque got drafted, like he did, he had a really big year in the WHL. I guess he got traded, and then the Bruins still needed to work on his D game, and his stats dropped like drastically. And I got like very scared. I was like, people were saying, "Oh, he's working hard in the D zone." I didn't believe it, but it actually turned out okay. Um, 
I I'm super pumped with it, dude. I mean, he went off in Game Seven. The one thing I want to touch on though is like Bruins fans are being pretty big hardos about Dick Jake DeBrus shift. Um, they're acting like it was like the Gregory Campbell thing, like he's such a warrior. He got he got the air knocked out of him. Like he took a big hit. He didn't get injured. He was down for a few seconds because the air got knocked out of him. And then he got up. Yeah, he blocked the shot and he got the puck out of the zone. Awesome. It was a great shift. But like, let's not act like he's this crazy warrior. Like he did his job. Like he got the fuck up. I I be honest with you, dude. I have no idea what you're talking about. He had like some sort of shift where everybody's been going on and on about it. <sighs> All right, dude. Yeah. The one more thing I wanted to touch on. Are we just ignoring that? Well, well I'm, just, I'm just ignoring your incompetence right now. All right, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know that anything like that happened. Where were you, dude? Here we are on our hockey podcast, just trying to talk a little playoffs, dude. I'm sorry, dude. And you were you were trying to get tattoos with Murray, fucking probably on your ankles or some shit. Yeah, dude. But, they didn't have walk-in appointments. You're so it. you're so mad that I didn't know about this Jacob DeBrus shift. It's not that it was like cool or anything like that, dude. I was just saying, like, figure it out. Dude. What about what about Yanni Gord? You have something down on here that Yanni Gord. I just think cool. Yanni Gord's a pretty cool hockey player. I like Yanni Gord. I hate a lot of the Tampa Bay Lightning, but for some reason, like each series, uh, I think especially happens when you're playing when you're playing an op- opposing team and your team's still in the playoffs. Like each series, you notice one guy that like you're like, I really like the way that guy plays. Yeah. First round, Kapanen really impressed me. He guy's fast as shit. So and so did Hyman. Um, and then in this round, after game one, I, I really like the way Yanni Gord played. Like people talk about Sorelli, I think that guy sucks. Yeah, I don't think but, he's that good. I like I like the Gord and the Point guys. Yeah, Those Point was a minus guys. five yesterday. He got cross checked in the ribs by Marshan. Whatever. I mean, they were line mates in the All Star game, so I got Bruins in four. Oh, sweep, sweep for the Bruins. Um, oh, really quick, did you see the two grass? Uh, skate thing. That he, we're gonna talk about that later. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. So that was our NHL in the news. So now we are going to go on to our Twitter questions. Twitter questions go. Yeah. Trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. All right. Twitter questions. Here we go. Uh, Nick Billick, Billy Billy four twelve wants to know: Do the Golden Knights have a legit chance of making the Stanley Cup final in light of their performance so far? Um. Damn. Every time I say that they don't have a shot, they do it. So maybe. I mean, uh, I think that they're going to beat the Sharks. I just don't know how they would do up against a Nashville or Winnipeg. What do you have, Hal? No. No? Hard no? Yeah, no. Do you imagine that story, dude? Holy shit. I would hate it. It just makes it feel like everything some, It makes everything feel so like illegitimate about the NHL and like everything you've rooted for your whole life. Yeah. Yeah, fucking <laughs> makes you really rethink. Things. Like that's like it pumps me up. Like it's a cool story, and it definitely pumps me up. And like I can always get behind underdog to a certain extent, but like that's just what kind of gets me. Is like it just makes everything feel like a fucking joke. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Bunny, Doxy, and Bethany Human zip Spence sooner. Uh, their question: Which playoff team, in your opinion, has the best depth on defense? Probably Nashville, right? Yeah, I don't think it's really a question. I mean, top four, it's definitely Nashville. If you want to look like top six, because I think Nashville has two trash defensemen for five and six, it doesn't really matter when your other four deep play 25 minutes a game, because that means they're on the ice for 50 minutes. But that, ten, that like, ten minutes that those two are out there, it's like, nah, they're <laughs> deep. So you could definitely get better. Like, they need, like, they need, like, a young guy or, like, maybe, like, a Derek Englund type. But, like, Adam McQuaid. those two, like... 
on the ice just makes me sad. So you know what? I won't go. I won't go with. Uh, Tampa's got pretty good defense. Yeah, I hate Anton Strollman though. Like he was right. on the ice flailing for one of the goals that the Bruins scored yesterday. Yeah. I just don't like him, dude. I don't like anything about him. Girardi's look great. I mean, the resurgence of Girardi. We were really wrong about that signing. We kind of laughed at that one. That one's laughed back in our face. Uh, I mean, yeah, the Tampa has good defense. I love the Bruins' defense, even if they're not. They're definitely not the strongest one in the bunch. But I, I really like that group. I get probably the Predators, damn it. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> um, baby Buff or at Preston Norm wants to know the Ryan Callahan Marty St. Louis trade was a big one. Even a few years back, I feel like it's still making an impact. How does that trade impact this year's playoffs? Do you think all those former Rangers playing for the Bolts would be there if it wasn't for this trade? Um, I think that's kind of a good point, man. I mean, Callahan goes to uh, the Lightning, right? I'm pretty sure that was after Strawman was already there, right? Maybe, uh, maybe not. Was Strawman there at that point, or was Strawman after? Strawman left when Dan Boyle was signed. I'm not entirely sure about that, but Brian Boyle went down there. Seems like Ryan Callahan's doing a lot of recruiting for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, I mean, they traded McDonough, Miller, whatever. I mean, maybe. I think it is kind of impactful. That that one deal, it seems like the Rangers and the Lightning continue to like make trades with each other and after that. Never really yeah. thought of it that way. What do you have on it? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it opened the floodgates for sure. I think those two GMs obviously have a good connection and they, they feel like they make trades that help both teams out. Like They obviously agree and see eye to eye. So, I mean, from that standpoint, it does have an impact, but like as a Bruins fan... Um, you I'm care. really okay with playing a team full of X Rangers. It doesn't it doesn't affect me that much. I understand they're like not the star players there, like but it's it's okay with me. Alright. Uh Kurt Schilling wants to know Do you think the first player picked in the twenty eighteen NHL draft will stay with his team after his rookie contract? Uh so is Rasmus Dahlin gonna be staying with the Buffalo Sabres after his rookie contract's off? It depends on if this kid wants to fucking win or not. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they all, guys always stay with the team that drafted them now. It's just the way it goes. Like, if you draft a star, then you have to sign them. Like, your hands are tied. But it's Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just kind of what it comes down to. I think people shit on Edmonton a lot. I think Buffalo's a far superior, terrible team. Um, I don't know. I think... I think he'll re-sign. I don't know. It takes so much to move a guy of that talent, and what they would be asking for would be so ridiculous. Like, the only person who might pick up their phone is Garth Snow. Like, I just don't I don't see a trade happening. Here's my thing, and I'm surprised you don't see it more. If I got drafted to the NHL, right, to a really <laughs> shitty team, you have that first three-year whatever. I'm a huge Rangers fan, and I, maybe this is just silly. But, like, after those three years were up and, like, I was good and everybody wanted me, I wouldn't think, to, like, I would be out so fast in signing in New York like it was nothing. Like, those first three years of my life, I wouldn't even, like, even consider. Why? I mean, we don't ever really see that now. Now people are so loyal to whoever the fuck picked them. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it, I guess. Yeah, but you'd still be a restricted free agent after three years. Yeah, but you don't have to sign, dude. I mean, you pretty much do. Like, you, yeah, what are you going to do, hold out and not play all year? Like, that's not going to work out. You could. Or you sign a one-year deal or some shit like that. I don't know, man. I think that I, I mean, it depends on where, where were you drafted in this scenario. Just give me a number. Buffalo, one. I'm playing there for three years. I'm getting the fuck out of there. 
And you never see that happen. Do you want to do that? No, probably not, dude. I think that's kind of like a lame move. Like, I mean, I guess, but if you're going to a team that wins... Right, but like you're good enough. You're the first overall pick. You should be good enough to make a team win. Yeah, I guess, man. I'm just all like, about are, winning. Are you not good enough to carry a franchise? I'm not good enough to carry the Buffalo Sabres. There's not a person on earth that's good enough to carry the Buffalo Sabres. I think there's a lot of pride in being the guy who tries to restart a franchise. Like I think if you get drafted first overall, like you're coming in there like this is my team now, and I think that that pride level, I think you want to make that team work. Yeah, I guess, man. I'm just, I'm just kind of saying, like, three years really isn't that long. Like, if you want to have one team, like, why not just play there for three years and then go to like a really good team for the rest of your career? Because well, you'd have to do another year. Like, it wouldn't be that easy. You know what I mean? Though, I'm just surprised that we haven't seen that really happen. I mean, we kind of do, but it's not, it's not like uh, first overall picks. Like we've seen it with like Kevin Hayes and like Jimmy VC and shit like that. But uh, I. I, I um, would you take, like, a $4 million pay cut to go play for a better team? Uh, yeah, but that's the thing. I don't think that you would have to take that pay cut. I think that better that better team's still going to want you if you're that good. You think that, yeah, but how many better teams in the NHL have $10 million to blow? I think that I think those teams would find a way. I don't know, dude. Go on. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm just rambling. Uh, Matt McCurdy, dude. Hey, Ked, with the Rangers picking ninth in the draft, what are your thoughts on them trading up by packaging their other picks for a top-five pick? Personally, I'd rather have more chances to land a stud, so I'm against moving up. Also, why does Patty B sound like he has rocks in his mouth? Sounds like a young Daryl Sutter. Uh, Matt, that was... Wait, come on, let's not throw shade at Patty B. Um, and I, I talked with Hal a little bit about this before. I mean, I don't really know. I think it kind of depends. Like, if you're going to trade two first-round picks, right, and you're, and you're, you're drafting nine... Like how how much are you really gonna move up with with two first round picks? Like, am I only moving up two picks to get the seventh picks? I'm absolutely right. not fucking doing that. Right. I feel like to go from like nine to like three, like you're not just giving up like one first round pick. So to put it in perspective, I know when the Bruins had like fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen, they tried to trade those three picks for the number three pick, and it got declined. So that was three picks for one pick, and I think they tried to throw in another player too. So you're throwing in all three first-round picks, uh, probably a prospect. And, and, that, like, and what was that? That was 14, 15, 16? Yeah. And you're looking at like 9, 20-something in like late 20s. Yeah. So I don't I don't know, man. If I'm a Rangers fan, I just take those picks and run. Um, if there's a player, the only, the only circumstance I would do it, I would keep that number 9 pick. Uh, I think if there's a player like 15, 16 that you're really eyeing and you really want this player – and, like, you're able to take those first two-round picks, maybe something else, action, move forward. If you really want that player, then I say go get him. But outside of that, if I was the Rangers, I would just take as many prospects as I can and just stuff the fucking system full. Yeah, man, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, if we ended up with, like, the sixth overall pick, I think there would have been a way more better chance of them moving up. But nine's too far. I mean, for me, I think it's too far out. I don't know... I'm not, like, I don't really know who these guys are, and I don't think anybody else really knows. Like, nobody's gone to any of these prospects games. Like, nobody knows really what they're going to be except for NHL-type people. Um, to me, it seems like there's three studs, right? You have Dolan, that's, I don't know, that Russian dude that plays in Canada, and then you have uh, Zadina, Philip Zadina. Other than that, like, I feel like everybody's pretty even. So what, is it really even worth risk moving up that much? Like, does anybody really have that big of a heart on for Brady Kachuk? That's what, like, yeah, is Brady Kachuk, like, really that sick? 
I don't really think so. Like, he had an all right season for BU. I'm sure he'll be a good NHL player, and I'm sure a few of those other guys, Quentin Hughes, probably be a good NHL player. We joke that we thought he'll probably be a Blackhawks pick because that just makes so much sense. I, I don't know, man. I, I honestly, personally, I know you're high on Sabina because you watched him World Juniors. You really liked him. Uh, a Russian at number two, obviously, there's guys like Malkin, but that just kind of, like, scares me. Like, yeah. me, it's Dolan, and I think there's a little bit of a drop-off after Dolan. Like, they were set Dolan. If you're really high on Sedina, maybe try to go after him, but I, I just don't think there's that much that's that impressive. No, I especially get, I, no, I, sitting I, nine, like, looking four to nine, like, none of these guys jump out to me. Like, oh, like, this guy is supposed to be dirty. Like, I know the Oliver Wallstrom kid, who I think he's supposed to go, like, fifth or sixth. He's the kid on that Bruins, like, challenge, like, shootout thing, and he did, like, the 360, like, ten years ago. Do you remember that? I kind of want to pick him, though. So, I mean, that kid's been putting on the show since he was, like, nine years old, so that's kind of impressive, I guess, but there's just not that much that jumps out to me. Yeah, and if you're not going to, and the Rangers continuously say they want elite talent, elite talent. If it's not there, why? And you're gonna get a player like not that elite, who's like a good player, but not an elite player. I, I don't know. That's such a loaded like Logan Couture. Oh no, he's pretty good. Like okay, let's say J, let's say let's say J T Miller. Let's say G T Miller or like a Kyle Turris, right? Wouldn't you rather have three shots at like getting a little bit better than that? You see what I'm saying? Like if you're if you know you're only gonna get like a like a good player or whatever, but there's an opportunity that maybe you land some fucking stud. Why don't you take that opportunity, and either, and maybe get two other players that maybe not be as good, but like right around the same thing. I need to get those two other players. That's what I'm saying. I would rather keep the three picks than just the one. Right. Yeah. That's right. Because then at least you know you have like some good second liners. It could be first liners, yeah. first line, second line guys. You have three of them. Compared to one guy who might be sick. I mean, it's all a crapshoot, but like, odds are better. You have three compared to one. You're not moving up that much. Yeah, I I actually just convinced myself because before I answered this question, I was like, I totally want to move up, but like right now, I just don't see that even being like that smart of a thing. Right. Um. All right. Cool. So that was Twitter questions. Now we're gonna hop into our Patty B hotline. Hey, this is the Patty B hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right, thanks, Pat. Here we go. We got a couple questions. Uh, here's the first one. Hey, what's up, Ken? How it's your boy, Karski, coming to you live from Saratoga. What's up, boys? Hey, uh, this question is mainly for me. How? bold predictions in the Kings-Knights matchup. Picking the Kings in four, then the Kings in six after things didn't start going so well. Uh, we, now that the Vegas Knights swept that series and won it in four, and then put an absolute shelling on the Sharks 7-0 last night. Do you think the Sharks, or I'm sorry, the Knights, have a chance to make it to the conference finals, or maybe even the Stanley Cup? And I want you to not be a bitch about this because you didn't pick that right <laughs> at all, or even close. So, all right, take it easy, boys. 70's throwing you some shade, Hal. Tell us what's going on. I mean, I already said it, Sharks and Six. I don't... I don't know how much more shit I can talk about the Knights on this uh, podcast. So, I agree to disagree, but I mean, you put that, you're feeling real high. You came in red hot, 7 nothing win, game one. You're like, I got Lee right where I want him. Guess what? Series is 1-1, one to one, going back to San Jose. 
They always say you're on the road first in the series, two games. You just want to get, just get one. Get one. Just get one. Be even going back home because next thing you know, you could have a three-one lead. Who knows? I mean, you know, will will B put the curse on? You heard that. I, I know you're a Steelers fan. I'm sure you'd be rattled if he threw a curse on Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, sharks and six. All right, sharks and six. Now we got Patty B's back in the lab. Hey, morning, Steve. Patty B here. All right, I've um, got a few questions rolling up. <clears throat> All right, so do you guys think that Las Vegas and Sharks may end up being a rivalry out of the playoffs? Or it's going to take over a couple of years for it to maybe be a rivalry? And second one, do you really think that the Lightning and Bruins are a rivalry or that NHL is just pushing it to be a rivalry? And the third one is for Hal. Hal, why do you think at a TD Garden, all the seats are black and gold. All right, thanks, guys. Peace. And also, go Sabres for number one pick. Later. Sucky Pat. All right, so essentially he asked, Vegas Sharks, is that a rivalry? Bruins Lightning, is that a rivalry? And Hal, why are the seats black and gold at the Boston Bruin ice rink? Yeah, I'll, I'm going to address the first question right off the bat, Pat. I think the seats are black and gold uh, because the Bruins are black and gold. So. One down. Uh, next, so I think you said Sharks, Sharks, Knights. Is it a series? Uh, or is it a rivalry? What do you think on this? What's your thought? I think it could be. I, I wanted to get a little bit chippier. I feel like the Sharks, I don't know, man. Like, Do you think, uh, what's like the biggest rivalry in, in California? You, I, to me, it's probably the Kings and the Ducks, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's probably the Kings and the Ducks. I think... All three fan bases hate each other, but I think that's the one that's probably the biggest rivalry. Yeah, so I think it'd be kind of cool if the fucking uh, Sharks start a rivalry with the Knights. I'd be about it. Um, I think it takes more. I think it takes, the one thing I will say is I think it takes more than one series, though, Pat. I think you're right on that. Um, yeah, but here's the thing. Does it? Because when the Bruins played the Canucks, you guys, it wasn't really that bad until the playoffs. Right? I know it's the Cup, too, but. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's true, but it just, like, I don't. I, I guess it'll depend. Like neither of these teams really play like a style where I think a ton of bl- bad blood comes out, where you really hate the other team. Maybe it take if it takes a turn like that, like if Vander Kane cross checks another guy in the face, possibly. Yeah, but I mean, I'm always down for a new rivalry. Um. All right, and then what do you have with the Bruins Lightning? Is that a rivalry? I feel like it's like sort of, kind of like becoming one. Ah, uh, I mean, like I, it depends on how you define rivalry. Like, so to me. Like, usually the rivalry, like, I think Montreal-Boston, for me, like, Colorado-Detroit, like, the Rangers-Devils, or the Rangers-Islanders. But, like, those are, like, those old rivalries. I think what it is, really, is is they're the two best teams in their division. The two best teams, probably, in their conference, in the regular season, at least. Obviously, Pittsburgh's there. Um, But, like, when you're the two best teams and you're playing for points that are, like, for first place every single time you play, you're obviously going to have some heated games, so... I don't. I don't know if I want to say it's a rivalry. Like I really don't hate the Tampa Bay Lightning and like their fan base. Like it's like it's kind of funny to me. Like go Bolts hashtag. Like shout out to four. Uh, they. I don't think they like each other. Yeah, I think is that's. That a, a, I, yeah, I, I think that's the best part. Is like they may not be a rivalry just because of, like the history is not there or whatever. But they're two very good teams, and like you can tell those they don't like each other at all. Right. So, so I maybe mean, that is a. I don't know. Semantics. Yeah, uh, maybe it's maybe it's starting to begin to become one. 
begin to become one. I think I said that right. All right, so that was the Patty B hotline. We appreciate you guys calling in. If you guys get a chance, call in 518-309-2595. That's 518-309-2595. Now we're going to get into our Dom Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Thanks, Dom. All right, here on Zero Time, uh, my zero of the week, I told you we would talk about it a little bit later, it goes to Tuka Rask. Uh, Tuka Rask got scored on uh, against the Lightning, and, like, the blade of his skate fell off, right? He gets scored on, he's freaking out at the ref and shit like that. My question is, how do you not, like, take your mask off? Or, like, or, like push the net off? Like, don't you do something to, like, try to get the attention? Like, how do you... How in your mind are you like, yeah, the ref's totally going to see that, like, my that my skate, like, there's no blade? Yeah, I mean... I think, I think a, vet, that, a veteran like, goalie takes his helmet off. Right, but I think then you get a penalty. Like, I think it's a weird situation where you hope, like, because you're stopping the play on purpose. Like, I'm pretty sure you get a penalty if you do that. If you, yeah, but it's better not, than trying to play goalie with out a blade. I mean, it's just a weird situation. Like, if my initial thought was, like, why didn't he pull a leg heel and take the net off? But I think he was screaming at the ref. And, like, when I watched the replay, the ref was, like, looking at him. Like, I think it was just a situation where, like, no one knew what to do. And, like, obviously the play shouldn't have been blown dead. Like, if you look at the rules, like, I'm not going to argue with that. But I think, I mean, I think he was just rattled. Obviously it wasn't, like the best decision making not to do anything about it and just kind of sit there and take a slap shot from the point. But like, I, I don't know. I've never seen that before. Like, I don't know. Has that ever happened to you in a game? Like, have you ever had that happen? Um, a goalie. Yeah. Henrik Lundqvist. I don't know what happened exactly, but I do remember they were playing the Penguins a couple of years ago and there was like a three on one coming down one way and he just turned around and just fucking hit the net off. You ever, you ever see the gif of him doing that? Yeah, is that what it's from? Yeah, so I don't know if it was like a skate or whatever. I forget why he did that, but like, I feel like he just had kind of. The, you got to know when enough is enough. If you, if you're playing goalie and you don't have a skate blade in, I think you you, you take your helmet off and you skate to the corner, <laughs> right? I, or like try to, because then like you're not gonna get hit in the face and people know why you're doing it. Yeah, I agree, dude. I'll do my. So my zero of the week my... is is too harassed for like. Like, come on, man. Now, now we know. Now we lived it. Let's let's change it up if it ever happens again. Yeah, I think he'll be more prepared next time. Uh, zero of the week, and I'm not really sure how I'm going to go on this, but I know someone's a zero for this. Jim Benning, uh, the GM of the Canucks, said he wanted to send their mascot Finn to represent them at the lottery, but the league said no. Um, so I watched. I just watched some highlights of the lottery, and it's a super boring thing. So on one hand, like it would be pretty hilarious to see the mascot sitting in there with them uh on the other hand though like you're jim benning and like the canucks are very good and then you took over and they've been absolute trash he's had louis erickson like 50 million dollars and you're gonna go send a mascot to this thing like i don't know like weird look for jim benning do you think it's funny or do you not like what's your thought all right my thought is is if if, if jim benning did this because he didn't want to go to this thing because he was gonna be bored out of his mind he's like yeah i'm gonna send my mascot i think that's one of the funniest things that i've ever heard in my life I don't know if that's actually what happened, but like, if he had the balls to be like, I really don't want to go here. We're sending Finn. Like, like that's pretty good. Man. Like, someone was like, "All right, you gotta go to the lottery." It's just like fucking send the mask. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not fucking going. And like, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of funny. All right, but, uh, but, 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 if if he did it not to be funny, like if he did it just because he's like, oh, you know, it'd be a good idea if we sent our mascot, like. The fans will love that. Then that guy's a fucking asshole, and I don't like him. But if he did it to kind of, like, troll on the NHL, and he's like, 
Yeah, send the fucking mascot. Because he didn't want to go, that's... I'm about that, but if, if he was like, let's send the mascot as, like, a PR thing, or, like, let's send the mascot, it'd be pretty cool to have our mascot there, then he's kind of a fucking loser. Do the Rangers have a mascot? No, nah, I don't think so. The Bruins? You guys have a bear art running around? Like a bear walking around. Do you really? I was going to think if the Rangers had a mascot, because I was going to ask you, like, if the Rangers mascot showed up uh, to the draft lottery, what would your initial reaction be? Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 I would kind of, I would laugh, because you would see, like, Peter Torelli, like, crying because he didn't get a top five pick. You'd see all these other GMs just bored out of their mind. And then, like, a Ranger guy just, hey, <laughs> that's funny. True. Who's your uh, hero of the week? My hero of the week is Craig Wiz or, wow. Wiz <laughs> uh, I plays for the Manchester Monarchs in the East Coast League. He's one of Fever Boy Rex's friends, and he's also... Friends with a really good buddy of mine. So we we all went to the game, and uh, game one, fucking ECHL playoffs, man. Glens Falls was rocking. They do a skull chant where it comes up on the screen to get people to do it, and, like, it's somebody going like this, and then everybody else is supposed to do it, but, like, maybe maybe 85 people do it. Uh, it that was fucking sick, dude. There was there, So this Craig guy actually got hurt. And I had a Glens Falls guy behind me screaming, he's fucking faking it. And, like, he was, like, really hurt. So I thought that was funny. The whole the whole thing about being there was sweet. But, so I'm just going to call him, I'm going to call him Wiz. So uh, there was, like, a scrum in front. Somebody on the Thunder, uh, Harrison, is just being a little dick. So Wiz comes over, and, like, he's, and he's trying to fight Harrison, and Harrison won't fight him at all. So Wiz takes off his glove, and he just starts baby slapping him in the face like this. In front of in front of Glens Falls, New York, and it was the most emasculating thing I've ever seen in my life. If Harrison has a wife, she she dumped him. If Harrison has a kids, they want to move. They want to move somewhere else. Like I don't know. It was pretty. He pretty much gave this guy two wet willies in front of two thousand people in Glens Falls, New York, and it was fucking awesome. So here the week goes to this guy in ECHL playoff hockey. That's intense, dude. So it was awesome. So I feel bad for that Tim Harrison guy. Like he probably should retire or something. That's not yeah. a great look. Um, well, so overall atmosphere, you thought it was good for uh, dude. East it it was how, so how packed was the rank like one third? Nah, yeah, yeah, probably. But it was it it was. I'll say this: you you and I have been going to the Glens Falls Civic Center for how many years? Oh, man. The Thunder lost, I think, like six to two. That was the that was the most entertaining hockey game I've seen in in Glens Falls. Wow, that's a... It was fucking awesome. And I mean, when I was a kid, I went to, like, a couple of Red Wings games or whatever, but, like, that was so fucking long ago, you know what I mean? I'm saying within the past, like, I don't know, 10 years? How old am I? Yeah, probably 10 years. Past 10 years, easily the best hockey game played in Glens Falls. And they lost 6-2, but the fucking place was electric. I mean, that's tough, man. I hope you're true. I mean, I want to believe it because that'd be a feel-good story. I'm just thinking back to Patty Maroon and Jonathan Matsumoto. Uh, way better, way better. Lots dude. Klotz was season on the ice. I know, man, but it was yeah, that did happen. That was it was fucking cool, man. It was a lot of fun, and you know, here's the thing: it wasn't even like I don't even really like the Thunder team that much. That's like the weird thing, which is like the atmosphere of the Glens Falls people was sick, and the Manchester Monarchs have fucking like a couple goons on their team. It's pretty fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. I'm pretty sure you brought a date once with us to Dollar Dog Night at the Glens Falls Civic Center. Yep, did, uh, did that once. I, I told Zach Ronaldo one time that I was a fourth liner too, and he like tried, like he got really mad. 
Irvin it was the all South. Ronaldo suspended. He's sitting in Section G tonight. Yeah. Let's go yeah. say. Let's go say hi to him. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. My uh, my hero of the week is uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs media. God, I love them. They're back. I'm not really sure. Like, I don't have the specifics of this story. Is this an Austin Matthews story? Yeah, it's like Austin Matthews and Mike Babcock are feuding. Like yeah. the media is trying to pretend. Yeah, I, I love it. Like, unreal. I. It took them like two playoffs to be like, let's just make Babcock and Matthews a thing. Like, I don't know. Like. What do you think on that? Do you think there's actually beef between those two? Because it sounds like a lot of players don't like Mike Babcock, even though he's like this well-loved coach. And it seems like in the last like year or so, there's been a lot more shade thrown at the guy. Um, he got out-coached by Bruce Cassidy. Like, like I love Bruce Cassidy, but like I don't think he's some wizard. He always just kind of has a confused look on his face. Like, I, I, what do you think on this feud? Like, do you think this is real? Do you think this is going to be a storyline Toronto's going to run with? Um, I mean, it's Toronto media being Toronto media. Fucking when things are good, Mike Babcock's the man, and Austin Matthews is better than Conor McDavid. When things are bad, fucking Babcock hates Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews hates Babcock. Hey, are, are you are you shocked? Like, I'm not shocked that this is happening at all. No, I just love it. I I want to know too, like. Uh, from your perspective, wait, is Cousin Eddie, is he a Babcock fan or not a Babcock fan? Yeah, he's a part of the, he's a part of the Bab cult. So he's a part of the Bab cult, so like, I I don't know, man, like, if you were a Toronto fan, would you be a part of the Bab cult? I think you have to be. You just gotta buy in? I think you have to, I mean, he's, he's won, he's won Cubs, he's won an Olympics, like, he's the biggest name on the market, right? They got Lou Lamorello, who fucking was a part of the Devils. They got Brandon Shanahan, one of the most nails, like, dudes ever. Like, they have a fucking sick front office. You can't say that they don't. True, but always keep this in your back pocket. So when Mike Babcock looks for assistant coaches, one of the coaches he always pulls out is A.V. That says something about that guy's character. Wow. Yeah, dude, when he was, like, the captain of, like, or the coach of, like, World Canada, wasn't uh, A.V. an assistant? Yeah, it could have been. Can you imagine if A.V. goes to Toronto and becomes the assistant Assistant coach? coach? Oh, my God. I want, honestly... Uh, this is gonna be weird because I've always shit on AV. I think AV as an assistant coach would be kind of funny. I just, I just, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I look at him, I just don't take the guy serious, you know? Right, right. But I don't think you want to take your assistant coach seriously. I would say this: I would like to watch like Babcock and AV in a heated battle discussion towards something in hockey. Like, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when that was when that was happening. Right. Yeah, dude, I would too. I also, I just thought of this. I think assistant coach in hockey is one of the coolest jobs because yeah. you kind of just talk to everyone like you're one of their boys. And, like, it's like, all right, like, I just have to run, like, D-zone drills for practice, and then I just get to, like, sit on the bench, like, ride ride the airplane shit. Like, not the worst job. Not too much pressure there. Here's, here's my thing. Is it an assistant coach or is it an associate coach? I think associate coach is below assistant coach, but sometimes it's above. I think associate coach is like a made-up title. Yeah, 100%. It's like the the fucking assistant regional manager, assistant to the regional manager, associate coaches. Yeah, associate coach means like you're the backup to the guy that watches the film. Uh, What do you got? No, no, no. There was just a controversial call in the Washington-Pittsburgh game where, uh, where like the puck like went in, but there wasn't like camera view to like see that it went in. And Michael Kepney on the Capitals, I don't know if they talked about it because I haven't muted, but it looked like as this was going on, like he slid into the net to like cover up where the puck would have been. 
What's the score? Uh, it's three one Washington. That would have made it three two. And if Kepney just did that, if Kepney had the awareness to go in go in the net and be like, okay, the camera's probably looking around here. I'm gonna stand right here. That's fucking sick. But neither here nor there. Okay, those were our heroes of the <laughs> here on zero of the week. Now we're gonna move on to our last segment, three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars. We're going to make this real quick, real simple. Who are the three players you do not want to see win a cup? Hal, take it away. Yeah, we'll go every other. So my first is Pierre-Marc Belmar. One, because he's on the Knights. Uh, two, because, I don't know, dude. Like, he's the guy who, like, when France won a game, like, he, like, got player of the game and he gave it up and like he's such a great teammate and leader and this and that like can you imagine when Belmar gets the cup what he would do he'd probably like he wouldn't even touch it he he would let everybody touch it first I I think it'd be funny like I think it'd be really funny like he'd be the first NHL player in history to win a Stanley Cup and not hoist it (laughs) yeah and then he'd like give like instead of actually hoisting the cup he'd like give it away to charity right Oh, I don't want a day with a cup. Have somebody else have a day with a cup. My, team- my teammates were too important to me. They meant too much. To my teammates won this. We're a team. I'm not hoisting that. It's yeah, like- somebody else hoist it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Who's your third? Fuck that guy. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do two guys. on a, uh, My third and second are two players on one team. So third star goes to uh, Jay Beagle and Devontae Smith-Pelly. Devontae Smith-Pelly, I've just never, like, really grasped what type of a hockey player he is. You know what I mean? Like, is he supposed to be a power forward? Is he just a grinder? Like, is he... I, I don't know. I just never fucking understood what he, like, does for a team. Uh, Jay Beagle, just something about his face. I fucking hate that guy. Like, just looking at him, like, dude, you're Jay Beagle. Like, shut the fuck up and leave me alone. So, third star goes to those two. Yeah. Uh, Jay Beagle, like, oh, sick. You're good at face-offs. One thing that really bothers me about Jay Beagle is that he's like a grinder and he wears 83. Yeah, fuck off. I've never off. been able to get over that. I'm sure he got that from like training camp or something, but get like 25 or something. Yeah, like, dude, re- like hey, like, yeah, Jay Beagle, fucking respect yourself, dude. If you, dude, if you wear 83, then that means like you value like dangles and like empty net goals. Oh, like, hell yeah. You know, like, like that's not you, Jay Beagle. I'd also like to throw Brett Conley into that trio too, since we're. Oh, spying. that guy sucks too. I hate that fucking guy too. Good call. I I originally thought about doing this because I wanted to say Daniel Winnick, but he's not in the playoffs anymore. So. <laughs> Is that why you almost took it away? Yeah, because I was like, oh, I'm gonna fucking talk about Daniel Winnick. I'm like, oh, that fucker's already out. Thank God. Dude. That guy sucks. Right. Uh, my my second star. Wait, your second star. Who's your second star? Jacob Truba. Come on, dude. Go Jets, go. Yeah, so here's my thing, and I I know you're going to disagree. So this actually goes back to the conversation I have. Like, oh, like, Jacob Truba, Mr. I need more money. Like, everyone throw offer sheets my way. I need to get traded. I need top four minutes. I need this. I need that. Dude, he's been good. He hasn't been a superstar. He was acting like he was the next Drew Doughty. Like, he's a fourth defenseman. Like, his stats went down this year. He was inconsistent all year long. Good player. But did you really need more money? And the funniest part, too, is now he's going to be looking at, like, he got, like, a bridge deal for, like, two years, $6 million. He's going to be looking at, like, a pay decrease. He's going to be getting, like, 5.5. Oh, no like way, dude. Years. I think he'll get paid wherever he goes. He's going to probably stay, Mr. because now he has the roster spot that he wanted, so. Yeah, I, I, I can see why you'd be a little bit tight about that. I'm a true guy because I want him to go to the Rangers at some point, so <laughs> fuck off, Hal. Um... My my second star goes to uh, Alex Kilhorn 
and Cedric Paquette. Fucking hate these guys, man. Cedric Paquette's one of the biggest fake tough guys in the league. And Alex Kilhorn, just looking at him, just looks like one of those like dickhead like baseball dads that's just like always a huge hardo. Like you know what I'm talking. Well, I don't know if you know what I mean when I said that, but like he's just a fucking I, he's an asshole. Yeah, I mean, I've already talked enough about Alex Clark on this podcast, how much I hate him. I'm glad we both do. Paquette is the worst. I agree the with worst, that. The worst, dude. Cedric Paquette is a poor man's Benoit Pouliot, dude. Cedric Paquette won, like, three fights against 16-year-olds in the Q- QMJHL. It, like, probably in, like, a 10 nothing game against, like, Ramonski or some shit like that. <laughs> and now he thinks he's the toughest guy in the world. It's like... Right. I know he plays his role, and I know for the most part we usually, like, pest, but there's just something so unlikable about him that I can't put my finger on. Like, he j- <sighs> Cedric Paquette, yeah. Good good ones. I've hated all the players. I, I have I have a question before you and into your last one. So, uh, again, I'm watching this game right now. When Derek Broussard was on the New York Rangers, was he this much of a bitch? No, I don't think so. I never... Oh, well, I mean, as an outsider, even when he played for Ottawa, like, last year, I never saw... Derek Broussard is like I. I thought he always had a little bit of like sandpaper to his game. Dude, he's like flailing all around, like yelling at the refs and shit. Like he's like he's playing pretty fucking soft. I don't know. Sorry about that. Who's hockey? Fuck that. Who's your first star? My first star is Brett Burns. Oh, um, there we go. This no, it's just because like he's gonna put like an anaconda in like the Stanley <laughs> Cup and it's gonna get like. Six million views. He's gonna take it to the zoo. It's just gonna, his day at the Stanley Cup's gonna be too kooky for my liking. Like, <laughs> it's just like I would love to see Joe Thornton's day with the cup, but like, and I, I don't. I tone, I think I've toned down the Brett Burns hate like a little bit this year compared to normal. I think it's because he hasn't been as sick this year. But I don't know, man. Like, it's just gonna be how many amphibians can he put in it? Like, there's definitely gonna be a story about how he doesn't have teeth. Like, people forget Brett Burns was once a good old Canadian farm boy. With uh, frosted tips. Yeah. Now that we're talking about this, I kind of wish there was a documentary following like the players around with the day with their cup. Yeah. Oh, there should be for sure. But I'm sure like it would half of it would be like a publicity thing for like a charity, and then the other half they wouldn't be able to show. Yeah, I would want to watch the half they kind of show. Like I would want to watch Joe Thorne getting high as fuck with the Stanley Cup. Like I, that would be fun to me. Yeah. Who's your uh, who's your first star twenty four? Fucking Rick Nash, dude. This this fucking asshole goes to Boston, scores two goals. He sucks. I'm gonna be so fucking mad if Rick Nash goes and wins a fucking cup with the Bruins, and then like we resign him or something like that. That's my goddamn worst nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I think it would be pretty funny. I'm looking. The thing is, though, is I wherever Rick Nash goes next year. I don't think he's gonna go that. I don't think he's gonna do that well. Like, if he wins a cup for us, awesome. But please don't resign him. I don't need him in my life after this year. I think he's good for our team this year. But past that, no thanks. Throw him at. And we're I'm gonna, gonna fucking say, resign him. I'm gonna say this right now, dude. I think Rick Nash has a little Vegas Golden Knights in him. Oh God, not a shot, dude. <laughs> not a shot, dude. Rick Nash would walk to walk into the Vegas fucking locker room and be so overwhelmed and just go fucking curl up in the fetal position in the corner of the shower. It's happened thousands of times. Dude, dude. You know what? So my one of my biggest things with Rick Nash, and I'm not like a huge celebrations guy, when he scores a goal, like he looks like, yeah, yeah, I hate that. There's <laughs> there's zero passion when it comes. What, to that or guy. when other guys on the team score a goal, he's like, yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Uh, well, I don't know if you remember, but literally the only time he ever showed any emotion with the Rangers is, is when he had a draw in a fight with Matt Calvert. 
when they were fucking playing in Columbus. <laughs> no, I don't remember. Yeah, he, yeah, he fucking drew in a draw with Matt Calvert. I mean, Matt Calvert's what five eleven, like one hundred and eighty pounds, and Rick Nash is six four, two thirty, and he can't even beat him up. And then afterwards, he's like, like "All right, cool, Rick. Like you tried fighting fucking little Johnny from down the road." Yeah, that's a tough one. But, <laughs> fuck that guy. Um, but, all right, guys, so actually we have, uh, we're partnering up with somebody. We'll probably announce it on next week's podcast, so stay tuned for that. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much the podcast. How do you have anything else? Go Bees. Go Bees. Uh, if you guys get a chance, like us on uh, Facebook, follow us on Twitter, give us a review on iTunes and shit like that. We would greatly appreciate it, so... Until next week, we'll see you guys. I got 99 problems and they out bitches. Wish I was digging man. Carefree living, but I'm not Sean or Martin Louis. I'm the Cleveland nigga rolling with the Brooklyn boy. You know how I be when you start living large. I control my own life. Charles was never in charge. No sitcom could teach Scott about the drama or even explain the troubles that haunted my mom. On Christmas time, my mom Christmas grind. Got me most of what I wanted. How'd you do it, mom? Huh? She copped the toys. I would play with in my room by myself while he by himself. He got two older brothers, one hood, one good. Independent, no, the sister kept me flying when she could. But they all didn't see the little bit of sadness in me. Scotty, I've got some issues that no one.